Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Football Sunday is brought to you by New England Recovery Center in Westboro and by Kubota Tractor and the New England Kubota Tractor Dealers. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcane, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. We've got you for about another half hour before we hand it off to Boston Red Sox baseball here on WEEI. But we turn to, you know, no station has Super Bowl champions lined up the way WEEI does Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline to break down the Cars for Kids keys to the game and the big storylines as well. You saw him on national television yesterday calling a mediocre football game. Our friend Christian Fourier on WEI oh. Football Sunday. Hi, friend. Yeah, that's, that's me. That's me. Just mediocre was kind of being polite. What do you think? Maybe that was like that was Gresh being polite. Listen, I saw your halftime when y'all came back. You dressed it up and sold it pretty well. Like UConn was going to get the ball. They were only down twenty four to three, which <laughs> in the world of UConn and UMass is, you know, if it isn't standard operating procedure, it's close enough to make a, a bit of a run. Uh, and they, then, they did make a run. They, they did. Well, it I, came down to one play. It was fourth and 14, and the guy threw it, uh, made a completion at, for 13 yards. So it was close. It was interesting. Sounds That's very, all I asked for. Sounds very uh, Patriots-like. All right. Uh, obviously, Sunday night football. Uh, what is your gut feel heading into this evening as to how the Patriots will play against the Fish? Um, have we gotten a, an offensive line status report yet? Are we, do we know who's available, who's not available? We have inactive, uh, active. Do we have any of that stuff? We do not. No, they don't. Have don't. To, they don't have to put those out. However, as we have all been, uh, me and Arcan and Cadillac here, have been forensically putting everything together. Uh, the fact that Jalen Rager and Calvin Munson got called up from the practice squad has fueled a little fire that the guards will be back in there. But there's some real pessimism as to whether Trent Brown is going to play. So let me let me change the question. The guards are back. Calvin Anderson played right tackle, but you don't have Trent Brown. So what do you do with that group right. up front? Jeez, man. I tell you what. Well, uh, yes, eventually those guys are going to have to do their job, right? Uh, and you can't 
uh, game plan every single play to protect them. Eventually, they're going to have to earn their money. Um, so I'm sure you will, there will be some, you know, um, nervousness when it comes to any third and seven to eight, you know, and especially in a critical situation, um, especially in those, you know, later quarters when you know they need it. But I actually feel pretty good about the game overall. I think that there's – I think that they can – the Patriots can move the ball on the Miami Dolphins. I think they'll definitely be better defensively than the Chargers were. I don't think, you know, Tyreek Hill is going to get 200-plus yards. I don't think that's the case. And I have them winning. I do have them winning tonight. Um, you know, no rain, no sleet, no slow. So nobody has any excuses for bobbling or fumbling the ball. Uh, well, yeah, they may not need an excuse to do that for you. I hope you're right, first of all. Uh, second of all, great win by our Buffaloes last night. Got to get that out there. Uh, took took a while, uh, double overtime, but uh, a, a big win uh, against those dirty, rotten, cheating Colorado State Rams. Uh, so uh, congratulations to you and, uh, and your boy, obviously, for that big win. Now, as far as this game is concerned tonight, um, you look at the Eagles and the way the Patriots did some things well against the Eagles. We saw them on Thursday. Did that game Thursday change your mind about anything that the Patriots were able to do against that defense or uh, vice versa? No. Um, uh, as far as what the Patriots were able to do against the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles defense, right? Yes. Did I say the Phillies? No, no, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think so at all. I don't think – listen, they had their issues, but all the things that they worked on, like you kind of showed and you kind of saw that it kind of, you know, paid off. Like red zone production was huge. Guys that weren't involved last year were, um, you know, hitting your stars, hitting your guys that you feel comfortable with, hitting Henry, hitting Bourne. Um, Stevenson didn't score a touchdown, but, I mean, he's eventually going to. I feel like, you know, a lot of people are trying to dis- dismiss, which I guess we would call the moral victory feel-good Monday that we all had because the Philadelphia Eagles aren't as good. Yeah, look what happened to them on Thursday night. They did kind of pull away in that game on Thursday night and ended up winning pretty comfortably. And I do think people kind of – it's going to be harder for the Eagles to win just because people had have had an opportunity to dissect – uh, you know, Jalen Hurts a little bit more and you know, look at their defense a little bit more. But, no, that's a good team. That Philly team is going to be there in the end. And I think you should feel better about yourself if you're a Patriots fan based on what they accomplished. Fourier, we talked about it a little bit with Curran, um earlier in the show, but I want to get your take on the wide receivers and specifically Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't play down the stretch in the two-minute drill, gets out-repped by Kayshawn Booty, is close in production to a guy like Demario Douglas. Should Patriots fans be worried about what's going on with Smith-Schuster, or is it as simple as him just getting integrated into the offense? Uh, yes. <laughs> I look at it this way, uh, not to do the whole Wally Pip thing, but the more opportunities you give these young guys to prove that they belong, and really any player, the more opportunities and the more trust that they build up. Now, for Booty, since the fact that he didn't get his foot in bounds twice last week, lends you to believe that there's still an opening for Juju Smith to kind of reclaim his position and his, and, and his uh, you know, where he's ranked as far as, you know, reps go. Um, but that always concerned me as an older player when younger players were kind of making plays that older players made, you know, because you just want to almost start the development. And then as a coach, you kind of look at it like as a good thing. You know, you have this tension build up. You have this uh, – this uh, internal competition that nobody's really talking about, but everybody realizes is there. You know, you have jockeying for plays with the quarterback. You know, that all that stuff naturally occurs. 
they can go good, it can go bad. You know, it can create a lot of hatred and envy and jealousy, or it can just create a good old-fashioned like competition where everybody is naturally rooting for the other one, but still wants their opportunity to make a play. In this situation, I think, uh, you know, I don't know Judas Schuster at all. I don't know how uptight he is about someone else taking his reps, but it seems to be that he's comfortable with it. And when it's announced that he's fully healthy, there shouldn't be any issues. Talking with Foyer. Uh, Foyer, there's a bunch of players on this Dolphins team that are former Patriots, a lot of former Patriots on the Dolphins. What sort of dynamic goes into the locker room when you know you got guys on there that may have sort of an inside track on what the other team's trying to do? Is that something that the Patriots lean on? You think the Dolphins will lean on that? How do you think that's going to go? You know, I used to think that there was some sort of edge from that. You know, especially when I would, like, take my, like, free agent trips and I realized, guys, teams were bringing me in just to ask me about what the Patriots did. Or if I was on another team and we played the Patriots, they were asking me for inside information. And in my head, I was like, what can I tell these guys that they haven't spent, you know, 100 hours doing on their own? You know, like, do they just want validation? Do they want a confirmation that they, they got it right? Like, I don't think there's anything at all personally maybe some uh, some maybe just a desire like Isaiah Wynn you don't think Isaiah Wynn like wants to beat the crap out of the Patriots like don't you think he do you think Mike Gusecki wants to just you know have seven catches in a touchdown you know against the Dolphins who literally pushed him out the door because they thought he was softer than puppy poop like I, I feel like that's a real thing and I actually feel like the Patriots recognize that too I feel like the Patriots recognize it, so they say, okay, if we have a guy that's on the other team, and Holmgren used to do this as well, he would pick captains for every game, different captains for every game, and if you were playing against, if you were one of his players and you played against a team like that you used to play with, you were automatically the captain. So he put it up there in your face. Now, Bill does the same thing, but I feel like they do it like secretly in-house, right? We're going to make sure we feature you. You're going to get the first opportunity to score a touchdown, right? We're going to show that other team, you know, how much we value because we know they didn't, you know? And then when your contract comes up, they say, look how close we are. Get less money. So on that then, when they get towards the red zone today. Jedi Madrid. Yeah. Uh, on that, when they get towards the red zone today, does Bill O'Brien completely throw out the playbook and just throw up fades to Mike Kosicki to get him in the end zone against his former team, or does he just stick to his guns? I think he's a back end line guy. If I was to do like, okay, what type of touchdown would Mike Kosecki catch? It wouldn't be a fade, look too low percentage. It would be something where like he's a back end line crosser. One of those deals where he's isolated, he goes inside, he, he leans and he, you know, clips it off. That's kind of what I think he would be doing if I was to draw it up. But he's going to get a touchdown today. Oh, yeah, there's a, a story out there of someone who talked to the Patriot rookies who played a lot in game one, and it's, okay, how big is the difference in game two? So I want to go back to your rookie year. How big a difference is it for some of these youngs game one to game two in the NFL? Wow. Um, I don't know if there's that much of a difference, to be honest. Um, I guess it was like my rookie year, my first game, I didn't start, but I played. And then I started my second year of my, the second game of my rookie year against the San Diego Chargers. Um, so it was different for me, but ultimately, I don't know how, like, how, like, you'd be like, wow, it's not like you go from September football to late December football or late December football to playoff football. 
that's where the, the changes kind of occur. Now, maybe there's some, you know, maybe there's like a call of these games against uh, teams that are 0-1. Maybe that tempo is a little bit different. But I don't really feel like there's a ginormous difference between game one and game two. I don't know. It's just, it's, it, it should be pretty similar. Uh, all right, and I saved the final three minutes of our 15 with Fourier to go over something that is online that Cadillac had thoughts on that is just disgusting. That's my next question. And that is uh, dipping French fries and ruining a good chocolate frosty. I'm going to let you psychos <laughs> debate on this because there's no other way to ruin the chocolatey deliciousness of the frosty than to stick a salty, carby stick of salt in there. I don't understand you people. It's absolutely phenomenal. 4A, you want to take uh, it first? Well, here's what I will say. Like, when I go to Wendy's to get a Frosty, chocolate, of course, I don't get the Frosty just to eat the Frosty. I get right. the Frosty so I can dip it in the fry. It's a dipping oh, sauce. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It. Like, I'm, I'm not, oh, let me have a Frosty. No, no, I get a Frosty and a large fry. You know, if I really had my way, I would I would only get the frosty from Wendy's, but then I would go to McDonald's and get their fries because their fries are better. Ah, uh, you know, everyone loves their McDonald's fries. I actually think Wendy's fries are superior. They have those new hand cut ones; okay. those are delicious. But I'm a vanilla frosty. I've never tried guy. this before. Vanilla, you, uh, good. Arcane. I've never even heard of such yeah, a thing. Yeah, you know never why? Heard of this. Because it's not you're a normal crazy. human being. So right. listen, there's. There's salted well, caramel. Um, salted caramel is a flavor. There's those like pretzels with you know uh, Hershey Kiss things on top that everyone makes for dessert. Mm-hmm. It's salty. It's sweet. You mix them together. It's perfect. And that's exactly what a French fry and a frosty. You is. Can, salted caramel ice cream is good. Exactly. You can yeah. tell that uh, Cadlick is a young foyer because not only <laughs> did he know the breakdown like that, but also you will see the occasional. This is a man who also puts pineapple on pizza. Pickles, pickles, pickles. And pickles and willingly tweets oh, it out. Well, oh, jeez. Yeah. Right. It's phenomenal. Well, Greg, I would say, Gresh, have you ever tried it? Uh, no, because I know ah, yeah. I'm going to hate it. You don't mix it. You don't mix it. Those are two things you don't yeah, mix. You don't know. Uh-oh. No, we're losing him. He's so <laughs> mad. Those are, no. You, it's, no. It, it's a thing that you don't mix on principle. It's like, ru- you're a foofy drink guy. It'd be like ruining a foofy drink for you. Uh-oh. Uh, now uh, we, we did lose him. Yeah. <laughs> next, no, next. I'm, no, let me let me end with this. Let me end with this. <laughs> <laughs> you need to think for okay. a second. All right. Oh, no, no, our phone went out for a this is like the final thought at the end of Jerry Springer. You know? Yes, I was never more. I never felt more validated um, about the French fries and uh, shakes than when McDonald's did a whole commercial about a guy ordering some food, taking his tray, sitting down, taking off the cap, and then taking his fries and dipping them into the fries. That was a real commercial. Like that happened. It's, it's out there. You just don't watch TV. You're not up to pop culture. You don't like movies, Gresh. And so if you unless get some you culture, try it, Gresh, you're yeah. not allowed to have a comment. Uh, yeah, you're the guy who would drink beer through a hot dog straw. Is that a thing, too? Depending on how drunk I was. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's 15 with Foyer. Uh, thank you, brother. We appreciate it. I'll see you uh, tomorrow. 
from what looks like a rainy Gillette Stadium, by the way, tomorrow morning. Again? Yeah. Oh, my God. It looks like we're canceling something again. Yep. Unbelievable. Exactly. All right, Foyer. Thank you, brother. There goes the great Christian Foyer, two-time Super Bowl champion, and a man who dips fries in a chocolate frosty. <laughs> like a man. Like, seriously, I, I'm so happy, Arkan, that you have not heard of this because when it was brought up, it was the first time that I was jumped on the show, mm. I would say. I had Lanny against me. <laughs> You've heard of it, though, right? Th- I've heard of it now. So I, didn't this- know, I didn't know that people did this. Would you yeah. try it? I'd probably try it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Next Sunday I'm, football I'm show, we're bringing them in. I'm an adventurous in. eater, though. I, I try all sorts of stuff. But that's I had thing. pickle on my... Uh, I went to uh, Town Spa last yep. night. I got pickle on the pizza How right was there. it? It was delicious. Exactly. It is. Oh, Score one. Pickles, Christ. mushrooms, and pepperonis. Fantastic. Good Lord. Luckily, we're out of here at 1233 because I can't take any more <laughs> of these uh, food takes. Ruining all these individual delicious things by combining them together. Uh, we'll give you some uh, thoughts on today's games. We'll get a couple of picks on the way out the door. Arcan's got your trending. We hand it off to Red Sox at 1235. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Patriots getting ready for their Week 2 matchup tonight with the Dolphins at Gillette Stadium. Sunday Night Football kicks off at 820. Trent Brown, City So, Jonathan Jones, Cole Strange, Devontae Parker, all questionable, as is Mike Unwenu, although according to a report from Jeremy Fowler, Unwenu has been trending upwards and is expected to play tonight. Patriots have also elevated linebacker Calvin Munson and wide receiver Jalen Rager from the practice squad. They are eligible to go tonight as well. Inactives are out all over the NFL. For the Raiders and the Bills at 1 o'clock, Jacoby Myers and Chandler Jones going to be inactive for Las Vegas. That game kicks off at 1 o'clock. The Jets and the Cowboys get going at 425. Travis Kelsey, good to go for the Kansas City Chiefs as they visit the Jacksonville Jaguars today at 1 o'clock. The Ravens will have the services of tight end David Andrews in their matchup this afternoon in Cincinnati. The Red Sox lost last night to Toronto 4-3. They'll try and avoid the sweep today as they play the third and final game of the series against the Jays. Nick Pavetta on the mound opposite Hinjin Ryu for Toronto. First pitch at 135. Will Fleming and Lou Maloney have the call for you right here on the Shaws and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Network. Shaws perfecting the art of fresh. Mark Dondero gets you game ready at 1235 with the Mass Mutual pregame show, Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. I'm Christian Arcan, and that's what's trending. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. This is where we go through some of the other games in the NFL. Maybe give you a couple of picks. Uh, Mark Dondero's got Red Sox pregame coming up here in mere moments on WEEI. Grashar Cannon Cadillac. Catholic hung around for the uh, full boat today because oh, yeah. he didn't have to start working until 8.30. So go home and eat a pickle pizza, take a nap, and then uh, <laughs> head down to Gillette, and uh, and there you go. Uh, so we have no official word 
on anybody who is in or out for the Patriots. We will not get that until likely, what would it be, 7 o'clock yeah. tonight. Yes, yeah. So right as the late games are getting into the fourth quarter, we'll know exactly who is up and who is not for the uh, Patriots. From a gambling standpoint, uh, this game has been just kind of sitting there a little stagnant. It is New England getting two and a half at home. Uh, now Miami on the minus two and a half end, it's weighted to minus 115 to take the two and a half with the Patriots. It's minus 105. So real close in terms of sort of the vig that you're paying there. Over under in this game has been floating a little bit. 45 and a half, 46 and a half. It's now settled on 46 for the uh, Dolphins and the Patriots right now. And just in terms of style of game, are we getting points today? I mean, hold on. Are we getting points where the over is in jeopardy, or are we getting points a la last week with the Chargers and the Dolphins where they blew by the over pretty quickly, I think, in the third quarter? What do we have at a total right now? 46. That seems low to me. That does seem low. I think we get over. I think we get 50-plus points in this one. Wow, that'd be something because uh, given the way the uh, odds makers think, if you just kind of do the math, they're thinking then if it's going to go over, you're looking at 26-23, something like that, for uh, Miami to be able to cover. If you like the uh, Patriots on the money line, uh, which I did in a little uh, – actually, I threw that in our same-game parlay on Gresham right, Fourier on Friday. Uh, that's in at uh, plus 120. Uh, the early games are a little sexier than the later games. Gents, Chargers, Titans, two teams at 0-1 are canned. And I don't buy the 0-2 numbers completely because we're in the 17-game regular season. But needless to say, it's not good to start 0-2. No, it's definitely not good to start 0-2. And, and these are two teams that have, I think, written the Titans in particular, since they had such a big drop-off last year and they were the one seed two years ago. They're a team that's really trying to reestablish themselves in the AFC. And the Chargers, I think, sort of believe that they're – one of the top teams in the AFC, and talent-wise, they probably are. I mean, in their defense, too. They got really good players on all three levels of their defense. They got a very high-powered offense with a good quarterback who, uh, you know, some people think might be a little overrated, but I think is still uh, one of the top guys around. This is uh, this is a huge game for both of these teams. Yeah, I'm with you. Arkan, where are you at on this? I'm on the Chargers. Uh, I think the Chargers minus 2.5 just have a little bit more going for them right now. Um, I wasn't impressed by the Titans in Week 1, and the Chargers, I think their defense obviously didn't look great, but uh, I just think that they're an overall a better team, so I'm, I'm on them for now. Catholic, what do you make of this game, and uh, you got a pick? It feels like a weird line at just minus two and a half for the yeah. Chargers. They are on the road, so that obviously factors into it, but it feels short. I still think the Chargers win it. I think you're right. They kind of have to here. I know it's early. It's only, well, you know, week two and the 0-2 thing. You can kind of think about it. Well, you have another game in there, whatever, but they still need to get their stuff going. The Titans didn't look great last week. Ryan Tannehill didn't look great. Um, I think the Chargers win. I would take minus two and a half there as well. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling the uh, I'm feeling the Chargers. I'm just not I'm not buying Tennessee right no. now. And again, if you put another quarterback in there, maybe I can start to buy in them a little bit. But I've seen enough of Ryan Tannehill that it just doesn't do it for me anymore. Chiefs are in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's getting three and a half in this game. Over under is fifty and a half. I saw a stat on NFL Network. That in the last 11 times, a Super Bowl winner has played a team they beat the previous regular season. They're 2-9 and nine against mm. those teams. Wow. Interesting. Which is, that's a, yeah, it is interesting, although with Kelsey and Chris Jones back, I think the uh, level of intensity and level of engagement has sort of picked up here. Uh, Cadillac, where are you at on Chiefs, Jags? Yeah, I'm going with the, uh, the two over the nine there. I'm going with the Chiefs. I think minus three and a half. Um, after losing to the Lions last week, they're not going to go down 0-2. 
uh, defending Super Bowl champions, one of the best teams in football, best quarterback in football. They have all that behind them. And I know Jacksonville is, you know, everybody's sweetheart and everyone loves Trevor Lawrence and they're going to win the AFC South. They probably will. Uh, but I still think Kansas City minus three and a half as a player. I think they're going to win by. I'm going to go Kansas City wins by ten. Arcan, where are you at on that? I kind of like the Jaguars in this game, but I also am a little put off by the way that game against the Colts went. Uh, it wasn't this big dominating no. win that I was sort of expecting. That game went back and forth, and then they pulled away in the fourth quarter. I was expecting the Jaguars to have a little bit more of a, of a stronger debut there, but um, even though I like them, I still think the Chiefs are a tough uh, tough customer. Kelsey's playing. I might go under on 50.5. That might be my play on this game. I think uh, you're probably going to see uh, not as much offense as maybe people were hoping for. You know what's crazy is uh, Indianapolis always plays Jacksonville tough mm. regardless yeah, you know that's that's one of those uh, Patriots Dolphins things uh, I like Kansas City to bounce in a, a big way I, I hate the three and a half uh, that hook that's is a, a hook. is a killer. I might be looking uh, more towards the uh, the over under, but I don't know. I just have a funny feeling. Both these teams they know each other pretty well. The coaches know each other really well, so I think there uh, there could be something there. Uh, this is a an interesting one only because both teams are one and zero. Packers are at the Falcons. Uh, I got a uh, maybe a little prop tied into that, and then we have the Raiders and the Bills. The Bills are seven and a half-point favorites against a Raiders team that admittedly doesn't have Chandler Jones. They do not have Jacoby Myers. Well, boy, seven and a half feels mm. pretty reactionary to uh, what happened to the Bills on uh, opening weekend there, are Yeah, so many people are saying, oh, yeah, the Bills, they're going to be so frustrated. They're going to come out and launch and go crazy and do all these things. I hear that over and over and over again. And I just naturally want to sort of push back on it. I, I don't think that Vegas is great. Uh, I did I did like him last week against Denver, but I mean Buffalo's not Denver. I just think that there's so much talk about how Buffalo's going to come out firing and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And I think Buffalo's got some problems. You know, like I think they have some issues this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not sure I like him in any big spreads this year, uh, even against a team like Vegas. So I might take Vegas here on the uh, with the points. Interesting. That, that game's in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a it's a tough line again. It's the it's the one score hook that you kind of want to. Yes. You yeah. don't know if you want to take it or not. But I think Josh Allen needs structure that he doesn't have right now. You look at how he played with Brian Dayball as his coordinator. He was calculated. He wasn't turning the ball over as much. As soon as he leaves, it's kind of a crap show again with Josh Allen. He kind of looks like rookie year to second year Josh Allen with the way he's turning the football over. And he's so. got digs bitching at him every time yeah. he turns around. Right. It feels like right. But um, I don't know the Raiders without Jacoby Myers in Buffalo. I still feel like the Bills can can win this game. I don't I mean, know. They the, still have Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Everybody's acting like Jacoby Myers is the right. backbone of the whole team. You know, no, he had a good fair. week one, but come on, they still got other guys. Yeah, that's fair. All right, you know what? You got me. Let's go Ravens ah, plus seven and a half. I convinced them. Yeah. Uh, how about Ravens? <laughs> Takes a lot. <laughs> how about Ravens Bengals? Bengals are minus three and a half at home. They're at plus a hundred uh, on the minus three and a half. And to get the Ravens plus the three and a half, you're playing a little, you're paying a little juice at uh, minus one twenty. Ravens are dinged up. Feels like they're always in this spot. Cincy in the bounce spot. Arkham, where do you land on this one? I think I like the Ravens here. I know that uh, I know that the Bengals are another team that had a really, really tough week one, and like Buffalo is going to be looking to bust out and show everybody what they're made of, but this is a division game. It's not one that I think is uh, leaning super heavily in the Bengals' favor even to begin with, and they're a little bit on tilt right now, so I'd, uh, I'd go ahead and take the Ravens plus three and a half. I don't know if I'd go money line. It's like plus 150 on the money line that I see uh, here on FanDuel. That's that's tempting for sure, uh, but I'd be I'd feel a lot safer at uh, plus three and a half. Bengals uh, yeah. all 
day. All day? All day. I think the Ravens are way too banged up. It's only week two. Uh, my favorite prop of the day is Joe Burrow over 263 and a half yards passing. Ooh. I think they're going to come out on fire. Uh, Marlon Humphrey out. I think with uh, T. Higgins not having any catches last week, Jamar Chase having a slow game, I think they come out guns blazing. I think the Bengals win big. All right, uh, Arcan, uh, three picks and a prop. I know normally Cadillac is not here for uh, this part of the show, but uh, three picks you like and a prop. I know Cadillac just gave a prop. All right, uh, here are my three picks. Number one, I'm taking the Jets plus eight and a half in Dallas. Um, I think that they're maybe not going to win this game, but keep it close enough. I think Dallas was a bit of a mirage in week one. I like the Commanders plus three and a half in Denver, Gresh. I know you and I disagree on that one, uh, but I'm not uh, sold on the Broncos. I know they're at home. I just don't think that's going to be a a game that they're going to run away from. I think the Commanders can keep it in check. And uh, the other game that I liked, I tell you what, I really did like Green Bay at uh, plus one and a half at Atlanta, but finding out that Jones and uh, Watson are both out, has me reconsidering that. I think I might take that one and uh, maybe plop it on the Chargers, minus two and a half. I'd go ahead and uh, and take that instead. Um, give me a second on my prop. Someone else go with your picks. Eh, no worries. I got my three picks right here. I'm going to go with, uh, I am going Green Bay plus the three. I know they're dinged up. I'm just not a believer in Atlanta, and I do think that Jordan Love is ready for the moment. When I look at the quarterbacks yeah. in this game, Love is ready for the moment. I don't know if whomever in the world Atlanta is rolling out there uh, is ready in this spot. I also like the 49ers over the Rams. I know everybody, again, Sean McVay, another one of these, reinvented the game, smartest guy in the world, won a Super Bowl, and then turned around, won five games the next year, and then everybody's forgotten about him. But there's the whole Shanahan versus uh, McVay. I think the 49ers uh, get over that hump as well. And you know what, Cadillac kind of sold me on the Bengals. I hate three and a half, but I'll still go with it on the Bengals. And uh, for me, my prop is this is actually moved by a catch, believe it or not. It was Bijan Robinson at two and a half for receptions. It's now to three and a half. Uh, I'm still going to go the over and lay the 150 on it. But boy, at two, I like that over a lot more. Uh, A prop, quickly? My prop, uh, Mac Jones, two-plus passing touchdowns at plus 110 on FanDuel. There's my prop right there. All right, there we go. Uh, Good job by Stiz producing this thing. So if something went wrong, blame him. Make sure weei.com and at at Mike Cadlick on Twitter. You're following all of Cadlick's coverage tonight. He will be in the house. Of course, our candidate part of Jones and Mego tomorrow. Uh, They talk to Mac Jones around 5 o'clock. Yep. And I know that uh, Foye and I will be uh, down at Gillette. That's it. Red Sox baseball's next. The Greg Hill Show starts recapping the Patriots at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? 
Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.